0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's bring in uh, Dr. Randy McCabe, professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at McMaster University and Clinical Director of Mood, Anxiety, and Seniors Mental Health Services at St. Joseph's Healthcare, and is with us now. Doctor, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well.
1: Hi, Scott. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, and that seems to give us a bit of optimism. I said in my commentary earlier today, uh, remember how you felt when the clock struck midnight at 2021 and try to carry that happiness with you uh, through this winter uh, um, you know, as much as you can. Talk about going through this type of pandemic, this sort of situation, the fatigue, what have you, after the holidays, after, because there's normally those sort of winter blahs, February blahs anyway. How does this complicate
1: it? Right. I mean, you know, we we did end up, 2020 was not a good year for any of us, but we did end off with the vaccine. And so I think no one had anticipated that would be here on the ground. So I think that is a really good way to end off and start this new year, um, that we have some hope because we know this time of year is hard anyways, because of the lack of light, um, the cold, people are kind of, um, you know, not able to get outside. We know the sun has effects on your mood. Um, and then we have the pandemic. And not only are we in the pandemic, but we're in a dark period of the pandemic again. We're at kind of in the second wave. You know, we're in a lockdown We're back to kids being schooled at home, which creates a whole other host of challenges for uh, families and parents maybe trying to work, maybe trying to do three jobs at once. Um, So for sure, it is a hard time to start off the new year um, when, you know, we are facing this huge rise in the COVID cases every day, too. So we're kind of at the beginning of a bad period of the pandemic that we just need to get through. um, And then we're going to be getting out to the other side, hopefully um, you know, later on in this year. So that's something we can look forward to, getting out to the other side
0: and we have talked with many experts that that Jan February will be will be the darkest hours it'll be tough for ob- obvious reasons uh, post holiday celebrations people not following protocol and and the vaccinations not quite to where they need to be at this point that being said we're 10 months into this we can see the light at the end of the tunnel how do you convince people to give one more push for that last 20% 30%
1: yeah and I mean, that's just it. It's really about how do you just get through taking it day by day, push through to this last stretch that's hopefully the home stretch. And um, you know when you know I, I've been noticing there is a lot of anger out there. Um, you know last time I did a, a news interview, someone even sent me a really angry email. They didn't like my suggestions, and I was kind of taken <laughs> aback. <laughs> oh, that oh no. They went right from my 10second clip to come email me that um, they didn't like that I would suggest that they would do something different, uh, but we have no other choice, right? Uh, so I, I just I could sense just from that how much anger there is out there. and We're seeing it a lot in the news, um, you know, why some people are following some rules and other people aren't. And, you know, the anger doesn't help any of us. In fact, when you're feeling angry, it just really kind of makes you feel worse. And so really thinking, uh, you know, taking a step back and thinking, what can you do in your life to get through this last home stretch, uh, taking it day by day controlling the things that you can control, um, like whether it's your sleep, what you eat, your physical activity, getting outside. We talked about that last time I was on. I was just reviewing some research showing that being in trees has such an important um, positive impact on your mm. mental health. It really can directly reduce your stress hormones. Um, it also uh, takes your mind off Everything. So, you know, we're lucky in, in, in where we live that we have lots of trees and nature areas that we can get out to, um, you know, just to try and, and get through this time. So I think that's important, too, is not just hibernating in your house, but actually getting outside every day, even for a little while, uh, to clear your head and um, just take a break from it
0: how important is it to and I got two teenagers at home one do, uh, on online university and the other one online grade eight right now and I try to stress that although you can't do what you want to do and see the friends that you want to see it's still important that you keep some sort of schedule it's important like you said you got to take that time to go out or even if it's organizing a zoom call with your friends as I said to the kids like do this on a regular basis so you have something scheduled something to uh, to take away the that. that feeling of helplessness.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, having a schedule is so important. It's harder for teenagers or kind of young adults who may want to uh, stay up late, they're online, um, then they sleep in. Uh, but having some schedule, even if it's time-shifted uh, because there's a, like a lack of structure, uh, is really important just to our sleep schedule, to when we eat, to, to actually feeling like we have a sense of purpose in the day. So I think scheduling activities where you connect with people, um, where you have things to look forward to, um, getting outside. And, if, and for parents, they may, ne- you may need to bribe your kids. Like, the way I get my kids to go take a hike with me is I, I promise them McDonald's after. And, you know, is that a good strategy? Well, it works uh, yep. for them. So finding what is the carrot for your kid to get them to do stuff um, and having flexibility. Like right now, you know, I've really kind of uh, loosened up on my, um, you know, rules for online because guess what? We need to survive. We're not in thrive right now. We're in survive. So you know, what What flexing do you need to do with how you usually do things just for everybody in the family to survive and get through this uh, time? Because, you know, um, young people, they, they can have depression and anxiety that's worse because of this time because they're not uh, connected with friends when really this is the time in their life when friends are probably even more important than family to them in their mm. perspective. And so, um absolutely trying to encourage that, um, but also letting them have some autonomy over, you know, we don't want to nag them because <laughs> uh, that, that's not helpful either. You know, my son said the other day, you know, I don't want to hear anything more about the pandemic. So I was, I was just saying, you mm-hmm. know, this has been a hard holiday because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to do things, uh, you know, the way we usually would. And he was like, I don't want to hear any more about the pandemic. And, and I respected that, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, really figuring out what are, taking the cues and then kind of responding, you know, in the way that, you know, best supports them um, without making things worse.
0: You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. You talked about being online. I, I have the same discussion with my 13-year-old boy. And, you know, my wife and I were having this discussion. At least when he's online playing these games, he's talking to three or four of his buddies at the same time. So at least they're having some sort of a social interaction through all of this.
1: Absolutely. The the kids playing online, these games, these interactive games is like the epic Dungeons and Dragons battles from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, those will go on for a long time, too. And so they are getting that social connection, they're building things, there's creativity in some of the games that they play. So I think, you know, trying to shift how we see things in terms of their generation, that is like their board games, really, um, uh, or mm. fantasy games that they may have played, that does keep them very connected uh, with friends.
0: And you bring up, an, you brought up an interesting point earlier on that, you know, this is about baby steps. This is about surviving this. And, you know, we've had lots of chatter, especially with the kids starting online school again today, that, you know, many parents are concerned that they're not getting this or they're not getting that or, or, or what have you. And, you know, I've had other educational experts on that have said, you know, this is not a time to worry about the math curriculum or the English curriculum. The lesson here is how do you teach the kids to survive a pandemic? How do you teach the kids to deal with the first crisis of their privileged generation? That's the lesson here. That's what we have to focus on. The other stuff will come later.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I can't agree more that um, they are not, it's just like if you're in the trenches, you're not having optimum hygiene. And and that's where we are. We're we're kind of in the survival mode. We're in the trench of the warfare. We're just trying to survive day by day, get all of us through together to the other side of this. And you know, this next three months, four months, maybe the whole semester of school, they'll get something out of it. But the big lesson we're all getting is the life lesson of what are the things that are important? What do we need to do to get through this? Because we're building resilience. And and this is, as you said, when we've never had to face hardship, and even during this time, I've s- I said to my kids, listen, we have internet and we can have takeout food. So we're yeah. doing pretty good, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, now not all families may, may have that. There may, there's a lot of hardship and financial hardship, so not everybody is having the same experience going through this. But absolutely, the life lesson here is um, how do we face a challenge that's really a human challenge and existential challenge to all of us. And how do we come together um, and, and still, you know, help each other, care for each other, not let the anger kind of overtake us, but really kind of, you know, go to the compassion side, to the caring for each other side and get through this. So it brings us more together, uh, more solid um, and stronger, because at the other end of this, we're also going to appreciate what we have, in such a different way. So um, really, flexibility is probably the biggest um, aspect that people can have these days to get through is to be flexible. And, you know, each day, we don't know what curveball is coming. Like, we just learned that there's that really um, infectious strain of of COVID. Mm So, you know, there's going to be curveballs. How do we flex? And then, you know readjust ourselves so we just keep going day by day uh, we know that we're going to get to the other side um, and then we want to be able to look back and say hey we did a really good job doing that we came together we helped each other and we see lots of that with these caremongering kind of groups and people helping neighbors and and i, I hope that that wins out over the other aspects that we're seeing which is a lot of shaming and anger you can see it um you know in people uh and then that only hurts. The people themselves. You know that that's not a good emotion to carry around if you're feeling really angry. And so, then what can you do with that anger to kind of let it go?
0: When this all started, many thought, Ah, oh, you know, a couple of weeks, we'll be in and out of this. You know, I can eat and drink my way out of this. Now, all of a sudden, we're ten months in and realize it's going to take a little bit more than that. Do You think this? You know, prior to this, pretty divisive world. Um, you're either on this side or that side. Will we learn something from this or will it all disappear 6 months after you know everyone is vaccinated? Will we will we become more empathetic as a result?
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, certainly this has been something that's brought us you know as humans and across the globe um it's brought change you know huge change um you know to the way we live um and so i would hope that there's you know we've seen innovation come out of it we've seen countries working together to help each other get through you know the various waves of the pandemic the innovation that's come from um the new technology to um make the vaccines and how fast they came forward um all of those are really exciting things even just how we're so globally and technologically connected like zoom you know has been you know a savior in some ways to Mm. our ability to still connect through this so i think there's a lot of positive things that have come through it and i hope um that would be my hope is that we're we're better for it at the other side that it helped clarify what's important the environment family uh human connection and that those would be the things that we you know take forward to to keep going with
0: Can imagine what this would have been like 20, 25 years ago when the Internet wasn't what it is now. My goodness, it would have been a completely different experience.
1: Well, absolutely. And, you know, some people say that, you know, we're kind of lucky that this pandemic, as deadly as it's been, um, you know, it could have been way worse. Right. Um, And so I think in some ways this has been a good wake up call for for uh, society so that we can be ready and prepared uh, if we were to face a future threat thread on a global scale like this. Now, now we know things that we would never have known, like, um, so I think in some ways, we're stronger for it. And as you said, you know, in the 80s, you would have you would have been really, you know, in trouble getting through, we would have had a lot more Mm -hmm. to complain about than we do now, when we are able to be so socially connected, um, and have all the many amenities we still do have during this time.
0: Dr. Randy McCabe has been with us, professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at McMaster and Clinical Director of Mood, Anxiety, and Senior Mental Health Services at St. Joseph's Healthcare. Randy, uh, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well.
1: You too, Scott. Take care.
0: Bye-bye. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900-CHML.